Hello, and welcome to another episode of Carry On Up The Misses. I'm Christopher, and this is The Misses. Hello, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading our podcast. I hope you enjoy it. And tonight we have been watching Carry On Cowboy. So, Fiona, first impressions. I liked it. You liked it. I liked it. I didn't love it as much as Cleo, maybe. Um, But yes, I certainly liked it. Okay. Anything else to say other than that you liked it? Well, I thought the best performances were both Sid James and Jim Dale. All right. I like them too, those two. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really think that Charles Hawtrey did his best work. No. I like Jane Sims mm-hmm. being the sexy character as opposed mm-hmm. to just the fool. Mm-hmm. Um. And I did think Kenneth Williams did a good job, mm-hmm. but and he looked old. I know there's like makeup involved, mm-hmm. but that threw me a bit. Oh, you believed he was a well, man in his sixties. Yeah. Um. Or certainly, he suddenly looked more lined than he had mm-hmm. done previously. Um. But he wasn't funny. No, he wasn't. They didn't really give. Kenny, an awful lot of uh, funny lines, and the lines they did give him were pretty poor, I thought. He did occasionally get a funny line to say, mm. um, but uh, no. So, but what about generally, what about the the accents? Because, I mean, clearly it was a cowboy film, and most of the regular cast were playing Americans. Would you have been... I didn't know... T- I- I didn't recall being thrown by. Which suggests they were probably quite good accents. Yeah. You weren't sitting there going, oh, that's rubbish. Well, not that I've watched a lot of Western films in my life. No, but you've watched a lot of American films. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> and you know what I, these people sound like. I do tend to not notice accents terribly mm-hmm. much, so they could have been awful. But, I, yeah, I thought they were quite good. Why? Well, I just, I, I think, actually, they all deserve... Uh, a lot of credit for that because I think all the accents hold up really well. Yeah. Um. So did you notice who didn't have an accent? No. Well, Charles Hodge didn't have an accent. Right. And Jim Dale didn't have an accent. Okay. But the rest of them all did. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're not impressed at all by these people. I, I d- thought you well, kind of got to like them. No, no, I do like the the accent thing. I don't notice. I don't pe- notice people's okay. accents in real life. In real, not in real life. Yeah. Okay. That's why someone says the Welsh one. I'm like, oh, it still doesn't help me. <laughs> Maybe you should listen more to people, not just listen to speak, but to, to actually listen to what they're saying. <laughs> I'm getting a look, dear listeners. <laughs> <laughs> So we uh, the storyline then. Um, here's the town of Stodge City, mm-hmm. um, which is quite quickly taken over by Johnny Finger, the marvelously named Rumpel Kid. Yes, that's a good. That's a good name, especially Rumpel when Kid. they made reference to it. Yes. To why have a name like this? If <laughs> you can never live up to it. Yes. Yes. So that that was quite good. Um, yeah. What was quite interesting about this is there really was only the one storyline. Yes, so there was no sort of, I mean, yeah. There was 
various love interests and stuff, mm-hmm. but it kind of all was part of the one storyline. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's better or worse, or you know, does it work better for it, or given that you liked it rather than loved it? Yeah, I think it might have done better with a little, a few little side plots, something extra. Yeah. Um, what I did think was interesting about the storyline was they kind of played on the fact that it was always assumed that it was not the woman who was doing all of these things. All of the shooting. All of the Because shooting. Annie Oakley, Angela Douglas, was a sort of sharp shooter. I know, but she played up to the fact it couldn't have been little old me. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like, as the carry-on genre were acknowledging the ludicrousy of their sexism. Yeah, so a bit of the, if we said this is a film about female empowerment, would, that, would there be other scenes that would suggest well, it's not? That, yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, she was using her her femininity as a disguise mm-hmm. uh, to her advantage. But it's still the fact that she could do that mm-hmm. meant that she wasn't completely empowered. She couldn't actually just be the sheriff, which right. is the obvious choice mm-hmm. at that point, because that was just ludicrous as a suggestion. So I, was that suggested that she could take? No, over but as I'm just sheriff? saying it would have been a ludicrous suggestion. Right. Uh-huh. So it was never even considered, even though she would be the blatant best candidate for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, okay, it's a bit about female empowerment, but it's still a long way off the way it should be. So I wouldn't celebrate it too much. Okay. <laughs> Good. Good because it was balanced by significant amount of flaws and kind of lingering on them going... Um, I got a laugh at one point. Oh, it was just so ludicrous. <laughs> I just... God. It's not really a flaw. It was just kind of like a growl. I know. But it was it was so unattractive and wrong <laughs> to just growl at women in an expression of your lust. But that's that's how <laughs> I'm sound awful and say that that's how lovely the lovely girls were. You couldn't even express well, it. I'm lovely, but you've never growled at me like that. <laughs> well, to be frank, I'm not sure the women in the film, within the narrative of the film, heard the growling. Oh, does that make it acceptable? Well, no, no, no. In terms of, I may very well have growled at you, but not when you were there. <laughs> That's the point. You do. Do you growl at me by my oh, back? all the time, darling. <laughs> I'm surprised you never heard all men growl at women all the time behind their back. Do you think That's... like lots of men growl at me behind my back? Yeah, but I'm I'm just surprised you haven't heard men growling at other women behind their backs when, which would be in front of you. It happens all the time, you know. You. If you're on, you know, out in the street, public transport, you hear it all the time if you just listen for it. So that's maybe something you need to, again, listen for listening, not just for, for, for what you can get out. What are you on? That's what happens. If you walk down the street No, no, tomorrow, just listening for listening. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just winding you up. Really? Yeah. You think that makes good listening? Could do. I think our arguments always make good listening. Folk will be loving this. Oh, they're arguing really? again. Brilliant. Should we move on? Yeah. What do you want to move on to? Native Indians. <laughs> Native Americans. Yeah. Yes. It was a different time. I know. 
Just adding um to the end of <laughs> words does not make it a different language. No, especially when it, you know, it doesn't even make sense. Any sense. It doesn't Key even... Keyhole-um. Keyhole, yeah. Keyhole-um. It's a bit like Pompoduo. Pompoduo. <laughs> yes. That, that would lady understood exactly what I meant when I said Pompoduo. Pump number two. That's because she could speak English. <laughs> and because I was holding up two fingers. <laughs> I think Pompo is particularly unnecessary in that. So, yeah, yeah now, well, let's talk about the, uh, the, the, uh, Native Americans. Um, Charles Hawtrey as the chief, big heap, British accent, no makeup on his face, and Bernard Breslau as his son, little heap, who is, of course, a good foot or two taller than, uh, I, I saw the joke there, yeah. <laughs> Uh, used all the arms and and entirely I don't know you call it red it up red face is that what it's called um, so, culturally insensitive to Native Americans no back to the the tall guy what was his name again Bernard Breslau he he's a classic carry on we haven't seen yet yes yeah, it's the first time he's been in the films do you I, like I, him yes okay but I I want more of him because I remember him from my youth mm-hmm. as being in drag or. Something unfortunate because of his size. I can't remember. Well, that. because we'll of his, yeah, as you might imagine, they use his size quite a lot, as they did in this film. Yeah, he would be a little heap. Yeah. So yes, there was that. Um, I actually wish Charles Hawtrey was. Well, I said that in the film that he was the sheriff mm-hmm. instead of John Pertwee. Though I must admit, John Pertwee being blind and walking into stuff. Uh-huh. I know I didn't laugh out loud at that, mm-hmm. but he was very good at it. <laughs> he was. I think it's a side of him I haven't seen before. I, I, I um, I'm involved somewhat in amateur dramaticals, and it was only watching it tonight that I thought I think I've learned a lesson. I learned a lesson from this a long time ago, which is something that if I'm doing something that's funny, my motto is I'm going to keep doing it until it gets a laugh. And I think that came from this because you know John Pertwee really committed to being blind and walking into yes. everything, basically until the audience would bludgeoned over the head to make sure it was funny. Mm. I thought it was a good performance from uh, John Pertwee, mm. a big performance as well. Mm-hmm. Quite a you know quite a bit of the of the you know for a few minutes of the film were yeah. centered upon him, mm-hmm. which was unusual, seeing as he quite well, far down the villain. And also, it, it's not a carry-on person as far as I'm concerned, so mm-hmm. I don't think... Well, he's been in two now. I know, and I'm interested to see if he'll be in more, but I don't think he's in it now for good, mm-hmm. which is a shame because I think he is good. Now, where was Kenneth, Ken, Kenny Connor? Kenneth Connor. Kenneth Connor. There was no Kenneth Connor character in this. No, I think I missed him. What part would you have put him in? If he, if, if he were here, what part would he be? be, be, be? He could have been Marshall. But Jim Dale was very good Jim at it. Jim Dale was Marshall. Um, but that's the thing. All of them were. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the Charles Hawtrey being the Indian was so bizarre because mm-hmm. he was English and hell's mm-hmm. anything, whatever. And that's what they wanted to make a thing yes. of that. So, yeah, maybe they kind of... Well, he could have been a henchman or something. Is that too much of a... Bit of a calm down. Yeah. He could have been either... Um, Doc, or... Oh, yeah, yeah, it could have been Doc, because I didn't think he was very good. Or Colonel Sam Houston. Oh, no, he... I don't know, there's something classic about the look of 
Yeah, well, they could have put... No. They could have made Kenneth not. Connor up to look like that. Look like uh, Sidney Bromley. Or he could have been The Undertaker. He could have been The Undertaker. He would have been good as... No, I think The Doctor should have been The Undertaker. Okay. And then Kenneth Connor should be The, the Doctor. Doctor. Because The Undertaker I didn't like. The Doctor didn't have much to do. Kenneth Connor would, would probably have turned that part down. Yeah, probably. I would have thought. Anyway. You also were ruining the, the continued absence of Hattie Jakes. Yes. So where would you have put her? No, she wouldn't have been. Um, because obviously all the women in this had to be uh, dressed in nothing and seductively attractive because that's mm. all you got in the World West, apparently. <laughs> um, so no, he, she couldn't have been on, on here. And I only mentioned that in, I only mentioned that in the credits. So it's not like yeah. I knew that what All the characters right. were when I said that. Though I did think mm-hmm. the shooter woman Angela Douglas yes, is Annie Oakley um, was very good. I, oh, liked, right. I liked her. Well I was, I was actually going to say in the last four films we've had they've had this young female part you know, a part for a young female romantic lead mm-hmm. and they've had four actresses Juliet Mills, Barbara Windsor Amanda Barry and Angela Douglas. Mm. Which of those do you think is the best for, for that kind of part? I can't really. You'd have to give me pictures. I can't remember. All oh, right. You can't remember. I don't anything. think Barbara Windsor would have been that. Barbara Windsor's too funny because it's, it's a straight yes, part. It is a straight part. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't remember what the others were like. Sorry. Okay. Well, that probably tells you how good they were. Yeah. Okay. Um, Did I laugh one? enough? You did laugh enough. I mean, I think a lot of you, it was kind of front loaded the laughs in this one. I uh, that I felt that. Mm-hmm. I think there was far more laughs at the beginning than the end of this film. Um, before we do that, though, can I say I think how how I would have improved this film is I would have not put the credits on until after the gunfight because because you got the credits first of all you knew it was Carry On Cowboy. Mm-hmm. But because the credits were up, you missed the fact that you didn't see who was riding the horse. Oh, yes, you did. No, you didn't. No, I mean, you never saw their face. I didn't miss it. What? I knew that we weren't seeing his face. Yeah. All right, okay. Well, I think we should have done that without the credits. Yeah. And then he shoots them. It's Sid James. He, said, he shoots them. It turns out it's Sid James. And he says, I wonder what they wanted. And then they should have gone into the credits. Well, you can direct it next time. Now, when I when I direct my carry on film, that's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> you're barely watching these ones. <laughs> I'm watching and enjoying them. Thank you very much. All right, okay. Um, Jim Dale as a sanitation engineer. Well, it's after my own heart, obviously. I was going to say, did you enjoy that part of it? I particularly like the sewer bit at the end. Yes. <laughs> Folks, just to explain, I I'm a drainage engineer. Mm-hmm. So, um, first class? First class, yes. yes. <laughs> but you haven't got a funny name, unfortunately. Marshall Peanut. Peanut, like the nut. Peanut. Anyway. Shall we talk about the bits you laughed at? Go on then. Well, at the, actually, at the beginning, you seemed to laugh just at the fact that Kenneth Williams was in this film. I didn't recognise him. All right, okay. So that's that's how you, good you, the... You, you reckon you, the laugh was when you... Oh, it's Kenneth Williams. Yeah, I also, with the, with the moustache and everything, for mm. a moment, I didn't recognise him. And that's when I was quite taken aback at how, how much older he looked. 
Um, okay, so then we got a laugh at, uh, they told a story about how he'd run Jesse James out of town and it emerged that Jesse James was, of course, a woman. Yeah. Yeah, that got a laugh. Uh, <laughs> my intimate friends call me Ding Dong, said uh, Joan Sims is Belle, the owner of the saloon. Well, that's who, just I love that phrase. Ding Dong. Ding Dong. Ding Dong. It's very carry on, so yes. Can we talk a bit about um, Joan Sims as Belle? I liked her. I liked her being sexy. I've said that. Mm-hmm. She I, was good. I, I was a bit disappointed that when Rumpo took over, he changed the name of the pub to Rumpo's place and started running it. It's like, well, there was no suggestion that she couldn't run it perfectly well herself. But that's the thing. He took over everything. Mm. Although, can she was still dinging his, dinging his dong, as well, they yes. say, until, until uh, he decided... To ding a younger dog. To ding a lot, yeah. And uh, you, you probably find there maybe wasn't, maybe there was a bit in the difference in age between John Sims and Angela Rugless. Well, they were certainly made out to be Do you think she was meant to be past it? Oh, oh, I don't think she was meant to be past I think she was meant to be. Yeah, but the idea was sexy. he, he, he said that your dings are donged or whatever it is, that you, you've run out. You know, your dings lost its dong. Yeah. I thought he meant he was referring to, this is, this is where you, you come to it. 50 years later, with different slang. It's like, I thought he was referring to Dong as in his penis. But that is still implying that there's something wrong with her. Oh, so no. you have lost it because it's going somewhere else. Oh. Oh, I thought it was, no, you've lost your... Yeah, you've, mag- you've, you've lost, lost it. Your... So I'm going somewhere else. But Jim Dale seemed to quite enjoy it when he was being passed between them in the when they went to visit him, and he was thrust into each one's bosom in turn in an open all hours style although I presume actually open all hours is in a carry on cowboy style but only only one of them had a decent bosom I know that did kind of ruin that a bit mm. but anyway so that got a good thing um, you didn't laugh at um, what are you looking what are you doing what, what, uh, we what haven't you? done missing laughs before yeah well that's because there are good <laughs> lines of this that you this is when you at. should have laughed I, I was probably laughing on the inside my but you've got a big one I'm from Texas we've all got big ones down there I, it was just a bit obvious but I did find it funny <sighs> it should have got a laugh okay sorry um, you then had a laugh laugh is not spontaneous guys apparently yeah well it should be and this is what you should be laughing at you then um, laughed when John Pertwee as the sheriff rode his horse across the street oh yes <laughs> that was funny okay um, and then Rumpel's taken over and Judge Burke Kenneth Williams says decent folks can't walk the streets anymore I had to send my wife out last night that was a joke against women. I'm surprised you laughed at that. It's a, more a joke against him being weak and feeble. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay I'll answer. <laughs> uh, the, the laugh came actually when um, the laugh at the growl came when um, Charles Hawtrey's squaw. Uh, oh, that was so blatant. <laughs> I'm trying to get this right. Um, it's not, you know, Kitty Tata. Kitty Kitty Tata, I think, is what she was called. And that got a growl. I actually thought that that potentially, although it's a tiny part, maybe if you'd can made it, built it up a bit, that potentially could have been a Hattie Jakes part and you could have got some humour out of that. They, no. No. I think... Uh, I think that would have been hard 
to be growling at. Oh no, no, not 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 like a direct replacement. She just uh, did that, but again, she could have been the well, squaw you, of the the Indian well, you chief. Still, you still had the uh, the big son, so it's almost oh. like the same joke twice. If you oh. had that, okay, fair enough. Just an idea. Um, and then uh, when Charles Hawtrey, as again the big heap, uh, was communicating with his son in. This is a, this is a bit that didn't involve um, oompa, stickety, jumpa. <laughs> <Oompa. laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Bring back Professor Stanley Unwin and Unwinese, a slightly less racist form of gobbledygook. Um, uh, then, then we had a great big gap, but she can only see, because that could be suggestive. Um, when Charles Hawtrey came in, to get the fire water from the town, dressed as the prospector, and told them all that there was gold at Bear Creek. And then they said, I'd forgotten, I was three miles out of town before I remember there ain't no place called Bear Creek. Did I laugh at that? You laughed at that. You laughed at that. Um, and you also laughed at Charles Hawtrey describing what he had done as Big Heap, Take Heap, Big Pale Face Mickey. <laughs> Funny now. Yeah, yes, clearly. <laughs> and then you laughed when Marshall accidentally imprisoned himself by uh, forcing the kid and his gang out it of the cell. Obvious. <laughs> and so long that bit of the joke. I don't know why I laughed at the end. I didn't deserve it. <laughs> you could see what was coming. Miles. Right. Well, we go through the performances just quickly, just to Have you we know, not mention them all? that off. Uh, well, we'll just check. Right, Sid James as Johnny Finger the Rumpel Kid. We, he was you, good. you were full of praise for that. Uh, Kenneth Williams as Judge Burke. Needed more funny. Needed more funny. I, I quite like, that's another, another good joke that I've just, this just jokes I like now. Um, is I'm the mayor. Well, my horse hasn't seen a mayor for three weeks, so you better look out. Yeah. Uh, Jim Dale as Marshall P. I Nutt. think he was brilliant. Brilliant. And, and, well, I think he's, it's a decent sized part, because. Mm-hmm. Some of the parts he's played before have been quite little. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's the he's the romantic lead here. Mm. And he gets a bit of funny as well, mm. which is good. Charles Hawtrey as Big Heap. He didn't like Big didn't like him as Big Heap. I, just, I didn't find him as funny as he can be. He didn't... A lot of his humour is physical. I just uh, don't think we saw that. Yeah, that's true. A bit of uh, art imitating life with his desire for the fire water, I mm. think. Uh, Joan Sims as Belle. She was good. Mm-hmm. Angela Douglas as Annie Oakley. She was good. Uh, Bernard Breslau as Little Heap. He, I liked him. Mm-hmm. Not much of it, but I liked him. Peter Butterworth as Doc. Yeah, he was fine. Uh, Percy Herbert as Charlie the Barman, or the Barrist, because I think he was described at one point. Um, yeah, he was all right. Uh, John Pertwee as uh, Sheriff Albert Earp. He was good. Um... Sidney Bromley as Sam Houston. I liked the caricature of him. Mm-hmm. And Lionel Martin as the Undertaker. Yeah, no, he wasn't very good. So who but, would you? But that's quite mm-hmm. good that I liked all of them yeah. except one. Mm-hmm. You haven't got the henchmen in there, but they weren't very good. The henchmen, or just general lads. All oh, right, I don't know who they are. No, but... There's also lots of women who aren't in there. Oh yeah, just for a bit of totty. Just for a bit of extra yeah. totty. Uh-huh. Um, who would you invite back? Um, top row. 
Sid James, Kenneth Williams, Jim Dale, Charles Hotry, Joan Sims, Angela Douglas, Bernard Breslau, uh, John Pertwee. That's about it. Not Peter Butterworth? Mm. No, not... Uh, he's been in a few now, old Percy Herbert. Mm. No, not liking it. Mm. Right. Um, there are but two live members of the cast of Carry On Cowboy. Who but do you think they her? be? Angela Douglas is still alive. And... Oh, see, we should have established a lot of those already. Mm-hmm. The new guy? No, Bernard Wrestler, he's dead. Is it Jim Dale? Jim Dale is still alive. Oh, right, okay. Yep, despite our desperate attempts to kill him, we all, kill him all, by, all the time, don't we? By saying that he is. Alright. Okay. Do you have anything else you want to uh, add to our discussion on Carry On Cable? There's a song in There's a song at the start and a song in the middle of it. I, I, it, it was unremarkable. I even saw that on the credits. I thought, oh, music, that's mm-hmm. interesting, and then didn't clock it. The guy who played the piano is the guy who has composed all the music so far for, okay. the, for the films. Right. A a now, we were going to talk about, did they have a spare cowboy set left over at Pinewood Studios? Yes. Um, my understanding is, no, they didn't. They did they build, build this. Well, I think it might have been a bit redressed. Right. But uh, more generally, you know, because we said, they're making a Western in Britain. How are they going to do that? I think they did quite well. Part of the, the, the one cactus is the only one yeah. that he, the one yes. that fell in was the only one that was in the whole film. Yeah, okay. But apart from that, they chose bits of Britain that looked, didn't, you didn't look at them and go, that's Britain, not America. Yeah. Um, and again, I would say all the money is on screen, the stagecoach, the Indian raid, the shootout, etc. But the, I think the biggest giveaway is the fact that unlike every other Western street you've ever seen in any film ever, this one had turns at either end, presumably because if there weren't buildings at the end there, you would have seen, you know, the Pinewood lot or very yes. <laughs> English-looking countryside. Um, there's a, there, there is a theory that this is actually the, the last Western that was ever made. Yeah, really? Because kind of before this, really, um, they started to make spaghetti westerns in France, in Spain and Italy. Um, and that kind of became how westerns were made from then on, but this was sort of the old last school. one that was made sort of old school. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So, uh, I'm glad we enjoyed the second funniest western comedy of all time, because it's not as good as Blazing Saddles. But I've never seen that. You've never seen Blazing Saddles? Well, enjoy us for Carry On up the Mrs. Mel Brooks edition coming soon. <laughs> Let's just get through these carry-ons first. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, well, eh, listeners, if you've enjoyed this podcast, if you've enjoyed any of these podcasts and you want to tell us anything about them, um, please... We'll read out we, your messages. Well, I'm sure we will. If we uh, ever get any. Don't suggest we don't get it. We can just say that we... I'll send you a message. And it downloads from you. I'll pretend to be... Somebody else. A big carry-on fan. Uh-huh. And tell you my favourite bits. Okay. I'll see if I can spot that it's you. (laughs) (laughs) But if you would like to, because we would love to hear from you, uh, you can contact us by... Email at carryonpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at, at carryonpodcast. Uh, so until the next time that we carry on up the missus, thanks.
Thank you and goodbye. Bye. Carry on. Regardless.